Hey, what's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Life podcast. My name is Kevin Padillo and founder of Warrior Leadership and also the host of your show today. I want to thank everyone who's slowly going to be watching. I know slowly some people are going to be coming onto the show and I have a special, special guest. A man, my good friend, business partner, comrade. He's going to be here talking to you about business processes. Um, you know, saving time, how to get your team stream, how to get your business streamlined. If you're going to be watching, I need, I really need you to take some notes, grab something like this, a notepad, and really jot down what you're about to learn from Mike, all right? Because Mike is going to blow you up. <clears throat> but before I start, I want to invite you all to the, the Impact Players Tour, which is happening next Wednesday. You haven't gotten your ticket yet. You're about to run out and you're about to miss your seat because we're actually running out of tickets. And I'm gonna put the link below slowly here, and that's where you can get access to the Impact Players Tour. We got three levels of seating. And did you know the two seatings can get you tickets with Grant Cardone, the one and only, Michael Verzat's favorite guy, and <laughs> and the, the, the 10Xer who has really talked so much about 10Xing your business, and he's talking about that today. So hit that link below. We want to get you access, and we will give you some value. But hey, Mike, man, I'm excited to be have you here, brother. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I know today we wanted to talk about processes, systems, and I know you're you're just for people who don't know who Mike is or Mike the, with Precision Digital. He's a business owner. He is a business partner of mine. He's a good friend, a trusted warrior. He is a Zoho One expert. If you don't know what Zoho One is, which is a CRM and a huge database of where technology that you can streamline your business. Super simple. Um, Mike is also marketing expert. He's an expert in Instagram. He's an expert in SEO with designing websites. <clears throat> and also he's the master of the cold call. So if you need some advice on the cold call, Hit him up because <laughs> he's the man, all right? So, hey, Mike, what, what, what's the output that you want to give to the audience today? Yeah, so the, the biggest challenge that I'm seeing nowadays with entrepreneurs is it's not always a great idea to start your own business. If I would have known uh, two years ago when I started it, you know, December 2017, it's almost coming up on two years what I would have gone through to run this business, I probably wouldn't have done it. But, you know, getting through the first year and learning about the systems, the processes, and the people, uh, and just really how to streamline the business to using good business software, uh, good SOP, standard operation procedures, EPO also, business process outsourcing. There's a lot of things that we're going to cover in this in this broadcast. And, you know, the, the impact players, it, it's always good to go to events and get yourself around people that have gone through this before. And Grant Cardone, he's a big, big person that talks about standardizing before you try to try to hire. Because if you don't have systems in place in a standard step one, step two, step three sort of thing, then it's going to be basically impossible to have a good onboarding process with a new hire, right? Um, let alone if you're trying to outsource to a you know to the Philippines or India, trying to save some overhead. It's it's definitely going to be virtually impossible. So in the title of this video, you know, we were trying to come up with what would be the good title. The it's the biggest mistake that I made running my business in the first year is not having infrastructure there 
I can call, like I, like Kevin said, I can cold call, I can sell, I can, you know, bring in and drive revenue. But if I don't have the infrastructure, the processes, and the people in place to yeah. not only deliver but give good customer support, satisfactory customer support, like exceptional customer support, then it's going to be virtually impossible to scale your business. And this is what's known as the, you know, the entrepreneur's dilemma. There's a great book uh, called The Power of Focus. And, you know, a lot of successful people, they always say, read, read, read. Grant's a big person says, read a book a week, the book a week challenge. But even if you just read several books over and over again, and you really try to dig in and apply those principles in your life, that mm. can be just as beneficial, if not more, right? So The Power of Focus is one of those books for me. And it discusses this entrepreneur's dilemma. And that's exactly what most entrepreneurs who start a business run into is they start to wear too many hats. They don't have the infrastructure in place. Uh, they're driving all this revenue, right? But at the end of the day, their business is in this like, uh, you know, loop of not really being able to scale and get referrals and, and deliver 10x what, what you know, they promised to the customer to be able to make sure that they have repeat business and the lifetime value of the customers is you know, long term. So that's what I hope to bring in this and bring to the table today is to tell people and, and warn entrepreneurs about who are starting a business about making sure that they're setting up their systems in place and that they have good systems. Um, one reason why I like Zoho is because Zoho, uh, like a lot like Salesforce, it, it really doesn't even matter which software you go with. But the point of it is, is having a software in place and having it where it's all streamlined. You, you run, we run into these businesses that have, you know, QuickBooks, they have another CRM, they have, you know, maybe like one client we're working with right now, we're setting up a, uh, a Square POS. He just has a basic POS. He has no CRM. He has no email marketing. Nothing's integrated. And he had a SEO company that was charging him 1500 a month. And he doesn't even, all he's doing, all the company was doing was setting up a website, not even really having good analytics on the website and not having any integration with any of his pre-existing, uh, you know, softwares. So <coughs> I, it's kind of an overlap between the two of the overlap of not having the right systems, not having the right processes or standard operations. And then on top of it, if they do have it, it's very patchwork and it's like spaghetti. So that's, that's kind of what we do and the problem that we hope to solve for businesses is, look, we don't want to just market. That's what we started off doing and it wasn't working. And so then we transitioned into doing, um, doing uh, more systems. But I can show you, Kevin, if you want to take it away, I can show you on my, can I screen share? Yeah, I think. Can you have power over on your side? Yeah, yeah. Share screen. All right, I'm going to show you guys something real quick. So, um, this is a graph of oh, sorry for that. That's <laughs> but hey, but before we get here, but like for the person watching, like what if they don't know what a system is, right? Like what is a system for what if I don't know what a system is? You know what I mean? What if yeah. I don't know what a process is? Like what, you know? Yeah, so so, so that's a good question. And that's where I was just going to um, show them this infographic. So this is a infographic of over, I don't know if you can, how large you can see this, 
but very tiny in here. These are all logos. And this is the marketing landscape that has really evolved over the last uh, um, seven years or so, going from you know roughly 200 companies that were doing marketing software to now over 5,000 different marketing softwares that are out there. So this is the dilemma that we were really running into when we first you know started up was we had one, just not just for ourselves but for our clients we had um, we had one software for uh, you know for you know social media scheduling Loomly another software for accounting another software Mailchimp for email marketing and on and on and on and on and on CRM all that stuff. So in those programs, we're not talking to each other. And can you full screen that picture somehow so we can like, yeah. it's hard to see. So basically what you're just looking at is um, you're looking at all the different softwares that are out there. So we're basically in a tech bubble right now. And, uh, you know, the, the point of why I'm showing you this is that so many businesses are running into this dilemma. So especially if it's a... Um, if it's a, a, a marketing company and they, uh, okay, that zooms in a little bit, so you should be able to see it a little better. See, okay, you can just see it's so blurry because it's so small. There's so many different companies. And then you can see over time, look, 2011, there were roughly 150 different marketing softwares. Now in 2017, there's, there's 5,000, right? So if you're going to market a company, how the heck can you market a company and do it thoroughly? if you don't have systems that are integrated, right? Like how can you get the email marketing to talk to the social media? How can you get the social media to talk to the CRM? How can you get all everything in one place so that the programs are, are talking to each other? And you know, the, the executive of Google, he, he said, came out and said that, uh, Eric Smith, I don't think he's the executive anymore, but CEO, he said that, uh, he said that big data is, is gonna be like the next big oil, right? So, so basically, basically, what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that companies are running into this dilemma, and they have a total patchwork of softwares doing one thing over here, one thing over there, and then they have open loops, especially in their customer support. So the reason why I love Zoho is Zoho has over forty different business applications in one place. Wow! In one place for thirty dollars a month. So you got email marketing, you got CRM, you got desk used by Amazon for customer support. Amazon uses Zoho Desk. You got you know projects down here for project management. You got um, Sales IQ, which is the live chat tool on the website. You can integrate that with a WordPress site, or or if you want to build your site through Zoho, you can use a drag and drop website builder with Zoho's site. You got Zoho Forms, which is like web forms, like if you got ClickFunnels and have forms on 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 uh, ClickFunnels that they can opt in. Then you can have like forms on the website. You can just embed it into a WordPress or you can do it in the Zoho site. You have an e-sign program. I used to have e-sign TD, right? That was like $10 a month just to have an e-sign program. You have Marketing Hub, which is marketing automation. You can set up workflows. So if somebody sends you a message on Facebook, then you can you can have a workflow to be able to, to, uh, to follow up on that lead. And there's so much there. I mean, still social down here. This is our just the um, social media scheduling app where we can schedule out posts for months and months and months. You got PageSense, which is analytics on the website. I've, I mean, I've, we had a ClickFunnels account and, you know, I, I basically paused my ClickFunnels account. 
This is Zoho, Zoho Sites, right? Zoho Sites? Yeah, Zoho Sites. You can build a basically a click funnel through there and then use the page sense as your, as your AB split testing. So there's so much that you can do in here, right? But when I went one, when I started the business, like I said, I had Loomly that was doing my scheduling. I had eSign Genie that was doing my, uh, doing the, uh, you know, the, the eSign forms. And then I had so many other programs that were, I had um, uh, Tidio, kind of sounds weird, Tidio for the live chat on the website. And then it was adding up 15 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. Boom. I have this all in one place. QuickBooks. That's Zoho books right there. This is campaigns, which is MailChimp equivalent to MailChimp. And then, so, so now we actually have it set up where earlier I was on a call with, uh, my, uh, uh, virtual assistant from the Philippines. And we, we have it set up where we have our standard operation procedures in, uh, on a website where it's literally a, you know, it's a, you know, equivalent to like a uh, card on you where it's a course. And I don't, it, the, it says money on there because, we, you know, we haven't edited all the, you know, making this a free course. But, but the point of it is you get the point is that this is a course. And so I can actually just go in here and we're, we're setting up the license for the, uh, uh, for the, the virtual assistant where they can just jump into Zoho projects and we assign them a project in the queue in the queue and it can track milestones tasks within the project and then if they need to refer to this sops the standard operation procedures then instead of us sending emails back and forth and trying to communicate we just have a video right there like hey if you're going to set up a live chat for one of our clients on their website through wordpress then here we have a video right here that they can just jump on and it has all the documentation in very easy to use format and then, you know, instead of us emailing each other, we have, it's a little lagging, we have a queue right here where we have our projects in here, and we can just assign it to whoever we want on the team to do it, and then they can go in and we can track the milestones, we can track how long it's taking to do it, we can track all those things in one place. Oh, wow, so like that's that's a team, that's like a team workflow? Yeah, it's like a project management software. Like Trello, is it like Trello kind of thing? Trello? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah, so, so we have a queue, and then, but the cool thing about it is in our CRM, it's all integrated. It's all integrated. So we send out an e-sign. We get the e-sign completed. They, you know, they, we have the project for the deal that was created. We have a con conversion flow where once the deal is converted to a contact and we send out a proposal, because we always send out a, a proposal to anybody we do a demo for, it'll get yeah. a deal. And then if it closes and the stage hits close, then we have a, 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 corresponding project attached to that CRM file for that client and we can track the progress on it and then it talks to our accounting program too now let's say let's just say they send us a support ticket right so the way that we have that set up is we can actually just go in here to our support ticket and, and we have it let's say a client sends us a, a, a support related ticket then I can just go right here and I can just forward that to our support email. So a little laggy, but I want to show you how to do that. We forward it to support and then it'll, it'll send that client an autoresponder with, Hey, your ticket has been created. We're on that because people want, look, dear Michael, because it has their information, the, 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 the merge tag right here. When you have, 
you get an email and it has, you know, dear Kevin, and you're in their CRM, that right there is called a merge tag. So then it puts in their name. It says, and the program knows that that's Kevin. So it says, dear Kevin, your ticket has been created with the ticket ID, da 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 your ticket. And we can actually then go into the ticket software, and just like the Zoho projects, there's a ticket that's automatically created when we forward it to our support, our support, uh, you know, support uh, email. Well, this is like Zendesk. So Zendesk, if you. So that's why I showed at the beginning, hey, we had all these different things and all these different softwares, and it was creating this nightmare. And and really, we wanted it to have it in one place. And then the good thing about it is we can then work with outsourcing to the Philippines because look, Amazon. And and these these uh, companies like Microsoft, all the big boys, all their back end is outsourced to the you know India and the Philippines. That's how they're able to scale the way that they are. So in the video, there's one full away is this: is that I'm good at sales, I'm good at prospect, I'm good at at talking to customers on the phone, right? But right. all my focus is getting pulled away from the things that I do best then I'm not going to be able to scale my business. And two, I'm going to, I'm going to, excuse my language, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to, I, I don't want to cuss, but effing hate it, right? I'm going to, it's going to be a nightmare because quite frankly, I don't like building websites. I don't like doing social media marketing. I don't like any of that stuff. I do like getting on the phones and helping someone solve a problem and, and prospecting and closing deals and sending out e-signs and getting, getting, you know, getting money. Now, if, I don't have these systems in place and I don't have processes and I don't have standard operation procedures and I one don't have software, yeah. you get patch software, then you can quickly see the nightmare it's gonna create. We're gonna have ten different login credentials for ten different accounts that mm. need to outsource the now, what was it? Well, I'm just, I'm just curious, Mike. Like, what was it like for you to when you made the when you before you made this discovery, dude? Like, when you made this mistake. How was it for you in your business? Like, was it messy or what? Oh, it was messy. I uh, drank a lot to avoid the problem. Like, it was a nightmare. It, it's, it's the entrepreneur's dilemma. It's like, imagine somebody who's great at, you know, playing tennis. And they're trying to, or better example, they're, they're great at writing books. But they're trying to self-publish a book. And they have to figure out where to print it, where to market it where to do all those things. And the person just like, all I like to do is write. And that's it. I don't like mm. to do any of the things. Why do you think most writers don't get off the ground? It's because they need so much back-end support. I mean, obviously nowadays it's a little different. You can just go on Smashwords, basically publish a, a book and get, you know, outs you can outsource to somebody to do the editing and all that stuff. But imagine if it was a writer who just loves to write and they have to do all this stuff. They're going to want to jump off a bridge before long. And there's so many businesses that have this going on. There's so many businesses that are doing this. And that's where like the myth of small really comes in. It's not even just the myth of small. It's the myth of not knowing how to get out of the small, how to get, I mean, we're in a global economy nowadays where we can outsource to, you know, people in India and Philippines that need money and, and would, would love to do the work. And they, they are skilled, but they might not have all the um, step-by-steps on how to do it. And, you can literally pay, pay $4 an hour. And for them, $4 an hour goes a long way in their country. Yeah. And so it's like a win-win. It's like a win-win. I mean, you, could, you might have people that have their theory on like, oh, it's modern imperialism, which 
or colonialism or whatever you want to say about it, which, you know, I kind of felt that same thing, but if Amazon's doing it and all these other businesses are doing it and it's working and it's very successful and it's a win-win, it's a 360 win, it's helping their economy and it's helping our economy, then why not, why not partake in that 360 win? Why not, why not take advantage of that opportunity? But the only way that I was able to do that was one, getting the processes, two, getting the systems, and three, just being able to, to, to be patient because you might send work over to the Philippines and it might not come back exactly how you want it. You've got to be patient and you've got to build a team. There's companies that, like the one I'm using, that will that want these opportunities mm. so that they can build different types of back-end infrastructure for their business. So the, the, the sky's the limit. And, and of course, there's going to be you know, more service-based industries like, um, you know, like HVAC or plumbing and stuff like that, that they're not going to be able to outsource the delivery because, you know, their technicians are the people that do the delivery, but, you know, like accounts payable and, and, and accounting and things like that, outsourcing. And so taking this a step further, taking this a step further, I have, you know, I have kids, right? I look pretty young, but I have kids. And the same thing that I see kind of goes on with my significant other is that she doesn't really want to be this full-time babysitter and thing like that. Or, you know, even mowing your lawn, right? Is it better to just pay somebody $20 an hour to, you know, come by every week and mow your lawn than spending two hours, the time you have to go and do it, the time that you have to do to clean up, make sure you're not dragging grass in your house? Or would it be better to just pay somebody who does that for a living and runs a business around doing that, right? So that's the mentality that I had to literally break down and even beyond that, going a step further, you got to make sure that you that that make another mistake right after that that I made was the cash flow issue and not having my personal business separated. I had my my personal business in the same account, so I was just constantly tapping into it, tapping into it, tapping into it, tapping into it, and I wasn't managing my finances. So if you're not managing your finances and you don't have enough cash flow in the first place, you haven't made enough sales, even you know to even take take it and have these systems and have these processes cover the overhead then your business is going to die that's why i think the statistic that cardone says like 80 percent of businesses go out within the first year right uh or something to that effect yeah so a lot of these yep. issues it's not always good to start your own business i said that at the very beginning of the broadcast that if i would have known what i would have had to go through i probably wouldn't have done this but i'm very happy that i finally figured this out because like I said, being in the entrepreneur's dilemma, having all these infrastructural problems, being able to sell your product like crazy but not scale your business and staying small will make you want to jump off a bridge. It'll make you want to intoxicate, escape reality. It'll make you want to avoid your problems. It'll 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 create nightmares. It'll create nightmares for your family. It'll create nightmares everywhere. So as a warning to people, uh, this is what I went through and. I'm attempting to warn people about this so that they prevent this to happen from them if you decide mm. to start a business. It might not always be the best idea to go and work for yourself. If you can get behind somebody that has enough horsepower, and like Kevin, you, you've, you've sold these tickets for impact players, and you got a nice commission structure going on with them, I would much rather, you know, these, these VIP tickets, they're going for what, uh, you know, thousand apiece, right? I would much rather just get a commission selling that and then being done with it. I mean, obviously the service is still there. Of course, I'm not saying service goes away. Sales is service. But having to go back and doing all this 
delivery and ball mishandling and all this other stuff that you couldn't run impact players all by yourself and sell tickets and do everything by yourself. You have to find people in the right places to help in certain areas. Yeah. So it's not logical to do it with your business either. I would much rather, you know, sell uh, a couple tickets and make, you know, thousand dollar commission instead of making a $5,000 deal and then having to go back and do all the deliverance and, and quite frankly, waste my time doing the delivery when that's not what I'm best at. Hmm. So that's, pr- that's pretty much the gist of it. I think I've touched upon anything. If you have any other questions, let me know. That's very interesting, man. So basically like what well Mike's saying is that like you know John Maxwell talks about staying in your strengths zone. You know, he said, talks about staying in your strength zone and start delegating what you're not strong at. So what Mike's talking about is Mike is very strong in sales, uh, negotiation, business, closing deals. So he's good at he's very good at that. I've witnessed it myself. I've watched him close deals in front of my eyes in shock. <laughs> and what's really interesting is that He's good at that, but he really dreads doing the rest of it. You know, as much as he wants to serve, he Mike's strength is in sales. He doesn't want to spend his time building websites and doing that when he could be using his strength and delegate the rest to whoever is strong at websites or whoever's strong at marketing, right? Because that's a big thing, like, like especially for a young guy, especially me, and like I think I can take it all on myself, right? I could do it all myself. I could take on the world myself. You know what I mean, Mike? Like, can you yeah, relate to yeah, that? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's you're wearing too many hats. And, and the power of focus is a great book because it talks about the four Ds. It, it says, um, defer it, delegate it, do it now, or don't do it at all, right? Mm. And the four different Ds, right? So you got to decide when. It's like like the power of focus is a great metaphor. It's like, so there's a, there's a kid playing on the beach. And just outside of his strength zones is rapids, right? And if he goes into that area, he's going to hold under, he's going to drown. And that's the, that's the basic metaphor of the four Ds and being able to, to know when you should be doing something and when you shouldn't be doing it, you shouldn't be touching it, somebody else should be doing it, whether it's outsourcing or yeah. whether it's hiring or whatever that may be. And if you stay in that safe zone, if you put a little net, you say, here's where I'm going to stay, that's the power of focus. That's the power of being able to know. That's what a good leader will do is they know when they got to do something and they know, hey, this isn't my strength. Somebody else should be doing this, right? And that's why I love that book. I, I you know, I read that book over and over again because I'm trying to instill in myself those, those four principles because, you know, quite frankly, I love running a business, but I don't like doing all those things I'm not good at and I shouldn't be doing them. And you'll have people try to convince you, oh, do this, do this. And people will try to pull you into doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me in not knowing, oh, there's another way. There's another way, especially in the type of business that I'm in, outsource. You can outsource it all to, to third world countries and, and save a lot of overhead and, quite frankly, get a lot more done. So with service industries and certain businesses, that might not be – the case as far as the strict outsourcing to Philippines or India, but but you can still outsource a lot of you know accounts receivables, things of that sort to areas you know that need that business. They need that. They need it for their economy to stimulate their economy, and and just finding the right people to do it. Mm. I run into businesses all the time that they don't have a software place, and just coming in and be like, hey, we're going to set this software up, and we set it up, and they're like. 
you know, it might not be perfect, and there's always going to no, no software is perfect, yeah. right? Especially with Zoho. Zoho won number one CRM last year as far as user experience, but it had the one of the uh, lowest scores for as far as people needing support, like they need extra support. So that's the great opportunity and why we're pushing to Zoho is that it's a great program. Salesforce, you know, out of the box is nowhere near as user friendly as 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 uh, Zoho. And then lots of people see the value in Zoho and they fall in love with it, but then they need the support. So that's what we're doing there. And that's the, the problem that we're help solving. And I think this tech bubble that's going to happen in the next 10 years, here's my theory. In the next 10 years, there's going to be a, a total tech bubble and it's going to pop. And a lot of these softwares and things like that in these companies, they're going to, you know, everybody and their brother has an idea about good software, good apps and stuff like that. It's just if I showed you another um, Ryan Solis's prism, social media prism, it shows all the different social medias that are out there. It's almost just as ugly as the social media landscape as it is the marketing landscape. And all these different evolving social medias that are popping up and going away and popping up and going away. So, you know, like 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 uh, MySpace. Remember back in the day, MySpace just literally almost disappeared into thin air. Right. And mass exodus to Facebook. So. My theory is in the next 10 years, right, and I have a great article that's up on precisiondigitalmedia.com called, uh, you can just Google it, you know, Michael Overzat's Theory of Digital Marketing, is that we're going to see a total, we already have, I mean, it's not It's not that this isn't already happening or already hasn't happened. We're going to see a total evolution of uh, digital, not just digital marketing, but marketing in general. You know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about this, is that the landscape or the, the uh, landscape of marketing that the, the you know, Coca-Cola and these Pepsis, they're starting to realize, he dropped a video last year saying 2019 is going to be the year to jump on Facebook and Instagram. And if you don't, you're going to miss a huge money opportunity. And what's happening is that all these companies like, you know, Apple and stuff like that, they're realizing that it's not good to put up a billboard anymore. It doesn't have any effect. I mean, literally, you can run radio ads, you can run television ads, you can have print ads. It has no effect. If you want to hide something, put it in print, right? So people are on their screen, an average, I don't even know the way, what I've read, I, I don't have it on top of my head, but it's an immense amount of time that people on average are on their screens every day. So it's yeah. evolving, but it's not just evolving in the way where people are on one platform. They're on LinkedIn, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on YouTube, they're on you know, da -da -da -da, all these different places. They're, they're using all these different apps. So the businesses that are going to succeed, the marketing agencies that are going to succeed going into 2020, 2020s into the 2030s, are going to be the ones that use boutique ERP systems, enterprise resource planning, CRM, whatever you want to call it, Zoho One, and have everything integrated in one place with smooth functioning systems as best as they can get it. And you can't market a company anymore without that. You can't market without having retargeting pixels and you know and and, and CRM data. Um, people are 70% more likely to buy if you mm. personalize it. Zillow has one function in it where you can actually set the website to where if they're in Canada and it's snowing there, then the website will snow according to where they're at because it has that data on them and it has, has those cookies and those pixels. So that's where everything is going, not even including the AI. I mean, we could talk about the AI. We could go all into that. And I've been looking at systems uh, for uh, voice analytic AI and sales and things of that sort. I know, um, I know the people in Impact Players are using AI for their sales team, and and so we could go into a whole other thing of machine learning and, 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 and 
Hundred percent, man. Like I, I agree with my, everything Mike's been saying. Cause, you know, before I met Mike, I was doing it. I was flying on the seat of my pants. I thought I could do it all, until Mike started telling me about systems. And I read a book called E Myth, and Michael Gerber he talks about like how business, small businesses fail because they, they work, in their business and not on their business. You know, they make it their whole life. Where where I, you could actually make it that you're actually just working on it, that it doesn't consume your life, right? And the big thing is systems. Like that's what you talked about. Systems, having standard operating procedures, you know, step by step. Like if you look at big companies, they have strong SOPs. I was working at Starbucks as many years ago and they had a strong SOP, like make grab a cup, look at what's on the order fucking fill it up with milk there's a certain way starbucks did it it was a certain system and if i tried to change the system I, the manager would yell at me right, right. so they're right. very strict on the system like it was consistent and if you look at toyota right when how toyota made cars toyota like made cars a certain way and if they fucked up on the system the like they had to pull the stringy and the emergency line would come on and every car would stop because they had to inspect exactly like okay what's wrong like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. well that makes sense it's like it's just going back to the industrial revolution and the assembly line like, right all businesses that are highly successful in corporate america have sops in place yeah you know and and, and so that that i mean it, hopefully that helps somebody that has a business out there it might be a little hard i know here's going to be the challenge that that i had once i realized about the SOPs. Once I realized about the SOPs, I thought, oh, this is impossible because how am I going to get, like, if I outsource website content development to the Philippines, how am I going to get somebody in the Philippines to write good content for a website? You know, because I, I don't know how much the audience here knows about SEO. SEO is really related to backlinking, linking up other websites, and creating consistent content, right? Consistent content, consistent, consistent. That's how you become a authority. They had the recent Google update called the Geek Update, expertise, authority, trustworthiness, right? So consistent content is key, but having it in a way where you can have it outsourced to the Philippines, I mean, we tried to do that, and we did it back, and it'd be like, oh, my God, it would have been better if we just wrote it ourselves because the content was so um, just poorly written. And so there's still ways to do it. I mean, how do we got it done? We got college students that mm. pay money to write per article, and they do the they do the, uh, the, the content development. So the next problem that I ran into was, okay, now I know I have SOPs. Then I had to think about, is it possible for me to do this? What am I going to be able to outsource? I mean, of course, there's websites like Fiverr and, and um, there's other ones out there. 
and you can use those too. There's, there's, you might be able to fill in in different areas to get different things done. So uh, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience, and it's going to take uh, you just being committed to doing what you do best. Because once I realized that, and I realized, oh, this is what I do best. I shouldn't be doing all this other stuff. That's when the light bulb came off, and everything really fell into place. Wow. I think we got to do a part two training because there's tons of value that we still haven't covered yet about systems and systemizing and creating things. You know, we've got to do a part two, man, because there's tons of value here. And we haven't covered and picked your whole brain yet, man. We haven't scooped into your brain, especially when it comes to politics. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. But <laughs> like... Dude, there's so much to pick into your mind. So if you ever if you ever know who Mike Overzat is, follow him. He's on at Precision Digital Media on Instagram. That's your Instagram, right? Yeah, that's my At Precision Digital Media. Check out his website, precisiondigitalmedia.com. He has tons of articles, tons of blogs. He is a Zoho One expert, man. If you guys want to streamline your business, you guys want to save time, make more money, get your team on the same page. My team is on Zoho One. Um, I learned processes from Mike Overzat. He has taught me this. And, dude, I know if I keep following the system, I know that I'll reach some growth. So, um, hey, check him out. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, get your ticket to the Impact Players Tour. I'll put the link below into the comments there. But I just want to thank everyone who's here and Mike for being here as well because you've you've given me value. You refreshed my mind onto businesses and processes and following a system and it's inspiring me. So if you have any questions, contact uh, Mike Overzat. You can find him on Facebook. I shared this video chat on 10X Ambassadors Group. So... Uh, <laughs> hopefully you get some good views <laughs> all right well hey hope you have a great day mike thanks for your time all right. yo yeah Let me just end the video dude <laughs>